0: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Did you grow up with a NES, PlayStation, Star Wars, cartoons, and ABC? TV? Do you like to think who would win in a fight between Batman and the Master Chief? Comics, games, movies, music, and TV,
2: they're gonna tell you everything you need. Superheroes or nothing got your back They're gonna save the world of geeks Comics, games, movies, music and TV They're gonna tell you everything you need Superheroes or nothing got your back They're gonna save the world
0: Hey
1: guys, what's going on? You are listening to This Week in Geek, and I'm your host, Mike the Birdman Dodd, coming to you from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, the place that time has evidently forgot, and if there's a bright spot in the universe, it's the place that it's farthest from, but I'm not alone as I trek into this kind of midweek special, as you will, because as of today's recording, it is Memorial Day in the United States. We took last week off to celebrate our queen, Queen Victoria, pretty much in name only, but I'm not alone. I am joined with the man from Kitchener himself. Alex, And we're going to kind of do just kind of a a roundtable discussion talking about things that are hot in the media. We're going to talk very briefly about Detective Pikachu as we have had some people across our Twitter and Facebooks ask us what we think about that particular flick with Ryan Reynolds that came out just a few weeks ago after Avengers Endgame. But we're more or less going to draw this discussion primarily on television, primarily event television where we just saw the finale of Game of Thrones played out just a little while ago. We saw the finale of the Big Bang Theory. And the two questions that have come up with those two is did they stick the landing? Considering we've had landmark series like uh, Breaking Bad, we've had Avatar the Last Airbender, uh, Parks and Rec, series that have really good series finales. Game of Thrones and Big Bang... Did they necessarily stick the landing that they should have, considering how much of the cultural um, mindscape that they currently exist in? So we'll, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But as I promised, we're going to talk a little bit about Detective Pikachu starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith, released by Warner Brothers. Uh, came out to fairly successful. It wasn't number one during the box office. It was number two as it was competing against the Juggernaut. That was Avengers Endgame, which is... I think number three or four at the box office right now. Aladdin took number one this week. John Wick 3 is a number two spot. And I think Avengers Endgame is still number three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, so Detective Pikachu is definitely in the, the top ten as far as I'm aware.
3: It, it, it didn't do nearly as well as I thought it was going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I figured this was a billion dollar movie. But, I wouldn't go that far, but I'd say it's it's going to oh, do good oh, money. Do you realize that Pokemon is the most successful franchise of all time anywhere in the world?
1: I more think so, the problem is it was released so too close
3: to Endgame. It is. Had this come out, let's say um, like a week from now, uh, they would have given enough buffer room for all these things, and it probably would have had double or triple its its intake. Because uh, I, I think it's only made like a hundred and some odd million in North America. And... <sighs> It, it, what's interesting about it is it's still it's a respectable number based on, on the budget, but it's not nearly where, like, I would have projected this to make like $300 million in North America, like $600 million worldwide somewhere else.
1: Well, why don't you look up those current box-off numbers while I'm sure, talking don't, about this? Yeah, it only takes so, a here. Yeah, so Detective Pikachu, I think it's one of those franchise, I hope this becomes a franchise movie because it does show that... A Pokemon world with human actors and CG Pokemon works. It definitely a lot better than it should have ever conceivably worked at all. Because the idea itself sounds ridiculous, even though it is based upon the Detective Pikachu game. As far as I know, it follows fairly closely. If you want to hear more about this, go listen to the Nerd to the Third Power episode, where I talk about this with Billy uh, the Cat and um, and Skyblaze.
3: Okay, so... Uh, it had a hundred and fifty million dollar production budget. Figure on another twenty or thirty million for marketing, uh, marketing. And stuff. Yep. So just to be safe, let's say two hundred million. Okay. Uh, domestic's only one hundred and twenty million, and oh, that wow. that should have and and foreign two thirty six. So it should be, in my mind, uh, I would have figured it would have been about two hundred and fifty by now, uh, North America. And then probably another three hundred million worldwide. Like it should have been sitting at about five hundred and something, and it's at three fifty six. You know that's no small amount. It's still probably probably double its production and marketing. But uh, and for by any means for any other you know new I'm saying in quotes uh, franchise because they've done the anime the anime films. But like as far as a new property like this, it would have been probably very very uh, you know good numbers for any company except for Nintendo. Nintendo's yeah. probably looking at this and being like this should be six seven hundred million
1: I think when it ends its run it'll probably be 550.
3: yeah probably yeah you'll probably hit that 500 mark worldwide but I did read uh, it may, the reason it may be suffering a fair bit is it's not doing well in India at all which it, traditionally it wasn't like very many American films do super big there but it is a billion person market. So if even 5% of the population want to go see it, you'd be looking at easily another 100 million. Yeah. And the other thing is, I heard this didn't get released in China because of uh, uh, their uh, laws against uh, uh, Supernatural.
1: Really? I was unaware of this.
3: Yeah, uh, there is a big hubbub about it because you know how they, they only allow a certain amount of films per year there and they only allow um, films American films there outside of that certain amount if they're co-produced in China. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there are supernatural Pokemon and just the, the nature of them goes against uh, the government's uh, laws. So it's done really bad. I, I don't even think it got released there. But if you look at all those big numbers on like big big movies, let's say like Transformers and all that sort of stuff lately, you'll find that they make like a hundred or 200 million in China alone. So I'm thinking where we're missing this like 150 200 million that we were figuring is probably with the uh, Asian market, which you hmm. think would be huge. It's probably huge in, in Japan. But as far as like because 236 million for worldwide for Pokemon is nothing. The Pokemon franchise is like each game makes over a billion dollars in, and that's worldwide. Each game, like each iteration, so there's no reason for this not to have been as big, you know.
1: I think it'll do really well when it just get when it gets released onto home video later on this year. Absolutely. My guess is we'll probably see this in August or September.
3: Yeah, um, and, and I do think it's gonna it's gonna be one of those movies that every few months. Like your local theater will have like the family movie weekend where you pay like five bucks for a ticket. This is going to be one of those ones that goes into the art house theaters over and over again.
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, it's a fairly family friendly movie. You don't have to be a huge Pokemon fan to really even enjoy it. Blair didn't know sweet and fuck all about Pokemon, but he really enjoyed it. It
3: was fun. Yeah. So, I mean, the little grapes here and there about it. Like, um, basically, Ken Watanabe had nothing to do in the movie, yet he was billed as like the second billing. Yeah, he's um, just,
1: hi, I'm a detective. I, I feel
3: like, was he there because they needed an actual Japanese actor to be in a Pokemon movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's
1: kind of what I'm guessing, truthfully. I, I, w-
3: I was hoping that he was going to be like a corrupt cop or that you were going to think he was, but he was really going to help them. No, he did Fuck all. But other than that, the movie's really good. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, if you want to hear more about my thoughts with Detective Pikachu, go check out Nerds the Third Power. That episode is on the site.
3: Yeah. Oh, And you can and download I'll, that now. I will just say this. John Wick Chapter Three, amazing. Go see it.
1: Yes, that is my goal. Maybe even I don't know. Maybe tonight. Maybe tomorrow. We'll wait Uh, and
3: see. I'm not going to spoil anything for it. I will just say I've already read the ending. It might. Well, not the ending. It might have the best, the best kill scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Supposedly, he has a higher
1: kill count than Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers combined
3: in this movie, which is quite impressive. I I fucking guarantee you. Like this. (laughs) I I will only say one kill that I saw that the whole theater went he grabs a sword and stabs a guy in the head like but the top of the skull where it's the hardest Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go in so he keeps chipping at it and grinding the skull until it goes in and you hear it you know slide through the bone oh jeez that's one kill out of like I don't know 600 or more in this movie
1: that's insane
3: yeah so go see it (laughs) all right
1: okay so we're going to talk about the series finale to big bang theory and uh game of thrones like i said just aired a couple of weeks ago uh at this point so you've all had time to digest it spoilers from here on in let's talk about big bang theory first so this series was 12 12 seasons 200 something episodes i think
3: yeah, something um, around there. Yeah.
1: Longest running television sitcom. Oh, um, yeah. Didn't it? And
3: didn't it beat uh, like Ozzy and Harriet or something from way back where it had like, something ridiculous. I think it had 11 seasons or something or, or maybe 12. Yeah, I think it actually beat those. So
1: Chuck Lorre and his group of writers crafted mm. this wonderful group of people.
2: You mean they which you either they love shat or hate, it out.
1: <laughs> shat it out. Whether you love or hate them, and I actually started watching a video on this where somebody binge-watched the entire series and summarized each episode within a minute of each episode, oh, basically summarizing the plot and main things that you were supposed to pick up at it. And I realized the writing of the series is very inconsistent.
3: Yeah, Some can, some I,
1: seasons are better th- than others.
3: If I can give my my opinion, I'm not going to try to be negative about everything. I will say this. The latter seasons, the latter half, are better than anything Tyler Perry has ever made <laughs> and better than Anger Management, uh, like the second season where it was like 100 episodes that uh, uh, Charlie Sheen made where it was like basically a soap opera. So it's better than those. I would say... Uh, it devolved rapidly after season four or so.
1: Actually, I've heard people say the high point of the series was season five, but it jumped the shark in season four
3: when they introduced um, all the the women characters. It's not. In the, I have to be very careful how I say this because I'm not saying don't introduce women characters into your show. I'm saying they took away the dynamic of the show. By, I would argue by making against more that more ensemble.
1: I'd say once Bernadette, I think, came in in season two, and they had Sarah Gilbert's character come in around season two, I think, as well. Yeah, The dynamic changed, and then having the character who's had the most development in that show is arguably Penny.
3: Yeah, probably. because She,
1: she starts out as a waitress at the Cheesecake Factory and then ends up selling ph- ph- pharmaceuticals later on after changing careers, wanting to be an actress, doing all these other things.
3: And basically, like I had, I had dropped off watching after about. I think I watched pretty much every episode up till season five or six, mm-hmm. and then it was one of those things where I would catch an episode when it was on. I gave then,
1: up after Wallowitz went to space.
3: Yeah, then it, it so got season very, four. I think it got very Happy Days ish around that time where they started doing ridiculous plots. Um, I, I would say I stopped like truly, truly enjoying it. After I discovered, uh, because I was a little late to party, after I discovered community and realized, mm-hmm. re- like, there's a big difference between making uh, jokes about nerds and making jokes with nerds.
1: There's jo- there's the difference between laughing with you and laughing at you.
3: Yeah, and... there was
1: a great think piece I saw, and I can't remember where it was, but they showed a clip of The Big Bang Theory, and they said, "I present you this to you with no context, and it's Wallowitz." Raj and I think Leonard playing ping pong or some, some game. And it's nothing but pop culture reference after pop culture reference. It's like, okay guys, we're going to play a game of Thrones inspired, blah, 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 blah. And he gives this entire pop culture laden, just diatribe. And it's about ping pong. And they're laughing at the references, not the joke itself. And then I read another article and I remember the distinct
0: headline And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Blackface. And I got to thinking, huh? So I went back and rewatched the episodes. And sure, I'd have a chuckle here and there. But I started to realize the show wasn't made for me, it was laughing at me.
3: Whereas the first couple seasons was a little more empowering.
1: Yeah. I mean, it felt the writing felt more sincere. Although for some reason, Raj, Raj is a functioning alcoholic when you really look at it. Cause yeah. that character has been treated like shit the entire series.
3: Well, um, there's, there's not been a lot of consistency with pretty much any of the characters except for Leonard,
1: Leonard and, and Penny are the two yeah. characters who get the most developed. Sheldon has,
3: has developed and then regressed. Like from what I watched the last three or four episodes of the show, for the sake of plot, they regress him really ba- really bad.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny because in the early seasons, he was more functional than he was previously, where he'd make jokes. He would, you know, he'd take the lead to do some comedic timing. And then suddenly in some episodes, he randomly has a fear of, of public speaking when in other episodes he didn't. Or the so, fact, inconsistent.
3: fact that like, like he became as selfish as he was in the first season in the last three episodes of the show because of plot points. Yeah. Not because it made sense. Like, um, I, I think they went through a revolving door of writers, but also they hit their, like they hit that point where they put themselves on cruise control. And I feel like the best analogy I can give is This is like family guy. The first few seasons of family guy were funny. Now family guy is just, throwaway at, joke at the throwaway re- joke every 10 15 seconds it's throwaway joke throwaway joke throwaway joke not funny not funny not funny whereas other shows have gone and evolved like after american dad moved uh to tbs mm-hmm. they've actually used that to make more compelling uh, funny stories yeah so uh getting into the the finale now that we're in spoiler uh territory uh it was terrible <laughs> I, and I don't care, I like if, any, parts I don't care of if people people, people like, I liked it. It's like, I you can like it. I'm not going to call you names, but it was terrible. <laughs> you can like terrible things. I like terrible things, but this was insulting.
1: I felt parts of it worked, but parts of it didn't. I think my main problem is, in my opinion, the, the Shelling character that I know would have been happy for Leonard and Penny having a kid, not just, oh, I don't, it just felt like a really weak punchline setup. And the way I would interpret the character, I'm not saying he's going to gush over it, but he'd be like, oh, you're going to have a child just like, well, well, that's fascinating. Can I study it?
3: That's how I would have seen that going. Or they should have used the joke of between you and Penny, you'll have a normal child. Like he could have said, if you wanted to say something sort of insulting, but not mean it, like, like, you know how in his head, it means that you're going to have a a nice, healthy child, but how it would come across, because he's always been portrayed as somebody on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. um, that he would come across as, as sounding rude, like saying she's dumb. No, Mm. but the reality is, Hey, you're going to have a, a, you know, you're going to have a, a a unexceptional child, which means yeah, you will have a vanilla kid. Yeah like and and you could have used that in a funny way but instead they uh they didn't even go for low hanging fruit there wasn't a lot of actual funny in in it I, I mean i could see them
1: trying to tie up the the season long plot thread of the nobel prize although i was really surprised they didn't use the trope of making amy pregnant that's where i thought that were, that's where that was going to go leonard and penny well, kind of saw it coming But I figured it would have been, guess what, Sheldon, we're having a baby. That's where I thought she would have revealed it when they were having the Nobel Prize speech.
3: And that would have probably been a more fitting end.
1: Be like, my gift to the world is super asymmetry, but my gift to you, Sheldon, is we're going to raise... Something brilliant, something beautiful. But I thought the speech by Jim Parsons was remarkably well done.
3: Well, it, it seems like they they tried to frame the two episode double parter around one good piece of writing, and then had to fill in the gaps.
1: Yeah, because the the last ten minutes of the episode, I thought were were pretty good.
3: Yeah. I have although feeling that like Chuck Lorre or the writers' room had that script like had his his, had his scene written I, and then I, okay guys fill in the rest. I have a feeling they had that scene written for like 2 or 3 years because it was significantly better than anything else that I had seen watching the, the last 5 episodes leading up to the finale.
1: Mhm. Agreed to that. Yeah, cuz it just seems like you're right. Like there was something there. Here's here here's the last moment of the series guys. Get us to here. And yeah. where Leonard and all of them are going to take off, or Amy and, not Amy, um, Wallowitz and Bernadette are going to go back because they miss their kids and whatever. Okay, a little weak and, sauce, and then well, it was, Leonard's it was, like, go to hell.
3: I get the point. They were trying to show off how much they've changed in 12 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: that that was the goal, is to show. Look how much they've grown. They're now responsible adults. It's like, okay. But uh, I, I, the biggest two issues I have with the show... Um, is number one is a, a, that when I say it was insulting to me is I actually pulled out a stopwatch on my phone. Uh, there is a laugh track every six seconds, exactly six seconds. You can actually time it. If you go back and watch from the time it starts to the time it ends on the two parter, every six seconds, there's a laugh track with the exact same laughs. They don't even like vary it up. It's laugh here, laugh here, laugh here. You got to laugh here, even though there's nothing funny. Um, if you have gone back and watched, they do film some episodes in front of live audiences. They don't use their audio because they don't laugh because it's not very funny. The show is very, like, you'll snicker. huh? That's the kind of show it is. It's not a laugh out loud, I'm rolling on the floor when there's a really good episode of the Goldbergs or Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's inherent. It's not just because it's a three-camera comedy because uh, Roseanne and the Connors, I'm laughing out loud at that. And that's in front of a live audience. And you can tell it's a live audience because the laughs are different every single time somebody laughs. And sometimes people laugh, you know, a section will laugh when the other part isn't because that person found that part funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that it's, it's so cookie cutter. Like, But again, six seconds, exactly six seconds, there's a laugh track. Like, that's they, they've made the show like an assembly line.
1: It's, yeah, it's a little for, for, formulaic.
3: Um, and, sorry, and the second part that I didn't like? Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we'll get to Game of Thrones later, but this is the most watched show on television in the last 12 years since it's been on, with the exception of, uh, of like, NCIS, which is watched by every grandpa and me. <laughs> uh, like, as far as the 18 to, you know, 49 demographic, this is the most watched show and has been the most watched show. It, it consistently held ratings even after people were dropping off from watching live TV. It has kept in that eighteen to twenty million uh, live viewers forever, and so this is a show where people took pay cuts to keep on the because uh, they didn't want to you know bloat the budget out there anywhere. This is a show that they regularly would spend anywhere from fifty to a hundred million dollars a year on, even though there's no special effects because it got crazy advertiser money, and they couldn't get anybody. But fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the finale.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised that the star power wasn't a, a little stronger. Like I'm surprised she, Shatner didn't hold she, out for the series finale.
3: And I still haven't seen the Shatner episode, but I wanted to see it. But like you're telling me that Will Wheaton or any of the recurring guests couldn't show up in the audience. Like have him look out in the audience, have him be nervous going out because you know, public speaking or whatever. Have him be nervous. And then he looks out into the audience and it's all his friends that he's made o- across the last twelve years.
1: Yeah, because you know, in one episode, I, I referenced the Shatner episode again. They had Kevin Smith, Will Wheaton, Joe Mang, Mang- Manganello, to play the celebrity D and D game with Will Wheaton. I would have saved some of that star power for the finale. How, how, I like, think.
3: Well, like, here's, here's sh- question: Like
1: Shatner should have been there. Well, he or was LeVar
3: on- Burton. One guy's never Or been on the Patrick show. Stewart. Well, Patrick Stewart, I was going to say, would have been perfect because his new fucking show airs on CBS All Access that they're trying to push people towards this year. They dropped the trailer for it like a few days after the it ended, like the teaser. So it's like, why wouldn't you just get Patrick Stewart there to be the person that like, you know, like he's going to be asked to come on stage and tell his speech and like to introduce him is Patrick Stewart. That would have been one day of shooting for one hour to have probably the biggest star that's going to be on their their streaming network this year. Uh, super nerdy, and have he's like the holy grail of Star Trek people that hasn't been on the show. And it's like it, it's a no brainer. He's already under contract, but no, Sarah Michelle Geller, really?
1: Yeah, and also, that's. Also, I was she surprised. Terrible. Too. <laughs> I thought she looked okay in the audience, but she's, yeah, on the she's plate, not as healthy as, as she could have.
3: Look at a little too Lindsay Lohan, like for my my taste now. Uh, like she looked like she was drinking heavy. But I mean, that's I'm not going to comment on that. That's my (laughs) opinion. Uh, But I found like she was there so they could make one gag. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, like honestly, it should have been like, dude, run the plane with Captain Picard. That would have been a much
3: stronger joke. Or or have him just randomly show up. Like, have him go up on stage and they're like, they're like, the the person that hands him the award is Patrick Stewart. And he just like, like basically freaks out or something. Or, Or, you know, have him. Be sitting down or waiting to go on stage and, and Patrick Stewart comes out and gives a little speech to introduce him and then he just has like a complete geek fanboy moment in front of all the audience
1: like, yeah that like been, that would have been a so cool. much better joke
3: but it, yeah, it would have played to who he is right or the fact that they constantly would talk about Battlestar Galactic on the show why not have a Dama come out like yeah that would have been cool but no like it was it was so like Sarah Michelle what does she cost like a hundred bucks in a burrito. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? At this point, like really, you're telling me that the biggest show, like as far as ratings and the longest longevity wise, it's not a, that's not an NCIS or, or a, uh, a law and order, but like the biggest show with the 18 to 49 demographic that you're going to want to get to watch your, your network and you get Sarah Michelle Gellar who doesn't have a show on your network and nobody else.
1: Or that's another thing, because this is a Warner Brothers produced show. That's CBS money. They could have gotten any member of the Justice League to show up. They could have got Jason Momoa to do something in theory, even if just for like half a day.
3: You know what I mean? Like, it, it just didn't make any sense. Like, it felt like they just like, here you go. And then somebody just like, shat it out. Here's your they're fucking like, hey. what. They're like, like hey, who, who's available today? You know what would be funny if when he's on stage he's introducing me was like, "Is that Buffy the Vampire Slayer?" Like, yeah, it's just that's and that was the only joke in the entire double part that I snickered at and went, "That's kind of funny." I was like, like if you think of other shows like Parks and Rec and other ones that have ended, even Community, which I didn't see the last last season that went on Yahoo, I have to go back and watch that. But like, all of those shows have had either you know, a satisfying end or a fantastic end. And this was one of the worst series finales for a show that had a proper season finale, not one that was just canceled randomly. It might be the worst sitcom finale I've ever seen.
1: No, I I can think of worse.
3: I mean, Fresh Prince was pretty bad. But, like, where they just all leave. Like, but... And I can't remember This one
1: left me feeling unsatisfied. Well, I, I wanted it. a little more.
3: And, and I mean, I'll tell you, you're not going to get more out of Young Sheldon, that garbage. Like, And, and that's probably going to go another 10 years because Chuck Laurie is, is, had made a deal with the devil or something. Like, Because every show he's, he makes... He's uh, does, the sitcom guy. Well, the problem is, with him being the sitcom guy is he's the sitcom guy to the lowest common denominator. It's like he doesn't want smart shows. He used to. He was a writer on Roseanne. Um, but like, I don't know. He, he's just a, a mediocre sitcom machine. So, and that's
1: unfortunate. Cause I think the big bang theory had a lot of potential.
3: It, it really did on. I'm not trying to rag on it. I'm just, I was kind of surprised. Like I know my mother and grandmother watched the finale and I talked to them about it when I visited them. I said, so what do you think of the finale?" Like that was the end of the show. They're like, it's over, over. I'm like, yeah. Like she goes, she thought it was just for the end of the, like the season. I'm like no it's over over and she goes that was pretty bad and my mom is not somebody who like she'll watch some shows to get like deep into it but when she watches sitcoms she doesn't expect much but she's like that was bad and my grandmother who uh is somebody who like english is her second language she's german so she wants shows to be simple and easy to follow uh she she watched it and she goes that wasn't very funny and she laughs at anything <laughs> so like i
2: every day we rise
3: They're my barometer for whether or not I'm just too much up my ass, and mm-hmm. when they both said they didn't like it, I was like, "Then I, I'm I feel vindicated that I didn't care for it."
1: I feel I've got some people in my circle who liked it, but maybe were underwhelmed. I'm gonna say it's, it's, I didn't hate it, but I didn't. I felt unsatisfied. I wanted a little yeah. bit. I felt the final shot shouldn't have been them eating their food like they do at the beginning of every episode. I wanted a different tag. I think maybe the final shot should have been maybe all of them in the audience accepting the Nobel speech.
3: You know what it should have been? It should have been uh, a final scene of uh, them taking their baby home for the first time and then seeing Amy pregnant too. Yeah, that would have been because, cute because then it would have shown that, Oh my God, there's going to be another generation of them.
1: Yeah, that would have been cute. That would have been a satisfying ending A a, a little tropey but
3: satisfying. Well, the whole show was tropey, but like, it would have been the end of like, Oh man, it's, it's going to be all over again. Yeah. Two kids are going to grow up and then find out, let's say that they were both going to have girls. So it was going to be a completely different dynamic.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that would have been a better ending.
3: And and we thought of that right now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there you go. Put us in the writer's room. Chuck Lorre will make you a million bucks. Um, So speaking of another show that has raised controversy, now I talked about this on 900CHML a little while ago. You can listen to that station in Hamilton, Ontario, I think on the Chorus Radio Network. Um, I was asked to speak about the Game of Thrones finale and what I thought about it. Uh, This season was six episodes long. The last two seasons were split into 13, I, I believe. And some people felt this was a rush job, and I will say the final season of Game of Thrones, I liked the first two episodes
3: I actually like everything
1: it beyond that everything beyond that felt really rushed
3: um, i I feel like what they should have done is it shouldn't have been seven and six it should have been eight and eight for the last yeah. two seasons because uh, it that, needed a little bit more and and i mean um, it 's it's all up in the air what, what they 're going to do with. Uh, they said they were going to do a prequel right I don't think it's going to be a prequel I think they already said they're retooling it I think it's going to be an anthology series where you're sort of going to jump into some of the other characters and some of the other parts of the world where you'll see like this short mini series of six episodes is going to be about what's going on in the north this is going to be what's going on in the west that sort of shit and it'll be kind of fun that way they already said that they had thought about doing a movie as well but like what movie could it be the movie might be a prequel like, make the movie about um, about the Mad King, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I've had time now to sit on this uh, and, and think about it. Uh, some things were rushed, and I, I think people got their panties in a knot because they were expecting too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen th- this was this final episode with a few small gripes was probably the best way you could have ended it.
1: Yes, and I completely agree with it. It's it's satisfying, but it's not exactly what everybody wanted. All, all, it's the best they could have done under the circumstances.
3: You know what? To anybody that's complaining about this, I say go back and, and and remember what it was like to watch the last episode of The Sopranos.
1: Exactly. I mean, how many times has HBO had this show that's been amazingly high in ratings, been critically well-received, critical darling, and the landing just, they crash and burn? Or,
3: or they cancel it. Like Oz. Oz the Prison Show, six amazing seasons. The first real, uh, like they had commission shows in the eighties and early nineties, but this was the first show that they really put everything into. And it, how ha- like I'm not going to spoil. Like it's not spoiling anything. It ends the last season with uh, somebody mailing in uh, anthrax into the prison and them having to evacuate the prison. And it's like, what's going to happen next? Well, I've been fucking waiting fifteen years, so. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting what's going to happen here. And it it, was it a suitable ending. Fuck. No, it wasn't. And that was, that was one of their longest running shows at six years. I haven't seen the wire, but I heard that's good. But like, for the most part, you, you don't get like, I think people were let down because this is game of Thrones. And I mean, I don't even know if it's my opinion. I think it's the best TV show ever made as far as drama from, yeah. From a production standpoint,
1: it is up the ante forever
3: and And, as far as the the deep interweaving storylines, I don't think it's ever been done this well with any show ever.
1: I can't think of any contemporaries that maybe the expanse
3: and but I mean, I found the expanse kind of boring and I'm somebody who loves space shows so i mean and, and you've got shows that have better lore like Stargate or Star Trek, but as far as fantasy, it's the best fantasy show ever made it, like oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a lot of hate for this, but it's better than Lord of the Rings, like significantly better. Uh, Lord of the Rings it gets all the praise because it's the first, you know, the, the story. It was where so many of these uh, common fantasy tropes were invented. But I will not sit through the extended cuts of uh, Lord of the Rings ever again because I know the story enough, and it's not as compelling as Game of Thrones.
1: I like the characters better in Game of Thrones. There,
3: well, there the difference is like. Lord of the Rings was written basically for children, and adults could like it too. Uh, but Game of Thrones is if you if you remove the fantasy element, you could put it in space. If you remove the space element, this could be like a drama, you know, that you would see on like a like a like a nighttime uh, primetime soap. It's basically that, but told as realistic as possible. Like, yeah. Agreed. If you if you have to ask, like, like, if you sum up the show, it's about the show is basically just about incest and dragons, and and what what the happens when uh, basically you fuck your cousins and you're also royalty. (laughs) Like, it's it's basically what the show is about. It's it's about incest is bad. The monarchy is bad.
1: And that absolute power corrupts absolutely, and honor only means so much to others who hold it.
3: Did you notice that anybody that was truly good in the show died no, very horribly with oh, the exception yeah. of Jon Snow? And he only makes it out uh, he, because he finally had to do something bad.
1: It was the right choice, but it wasn't one that he liked.
3: Exactly. So, he
1: thought he could talk Daenerys down from the ledge, but when she says to him, or he says to her something along the lines of, "Well, what if other people won't see it th- th- your way?" And then she says to him, "Well, it's not their right to choose; it's my way." Then he's like, "Well, now you got to die."
3: It was yeah. eliminating
1: tyrants,
3: and yeah, and and the the gripe I have with this, like I said, there was time compressed stuff that they they could have had probably, if they didn't want to give it eight and eight, they could have given this one a, a seven episode order as well. There could have been one episode, and people arguing about, "Oh, her turn was too quick." No, 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 fuck that. She was always it was like
1: telegraphed that. a long time. Mm,
3: yeah. Although,
1: however, someone made an interesting point, and it makes me think: if Jora had still been alive, King's Landing would not have happened. I think Jorah could have talked her down, which is a which is a negative to the writing to the show, because it shows that all she needed was someone to talk her down from the ledge, and it always happened to be a male character since well, she, well, Miss Andre was gone.
3: No, you know what it was? It's because, you know, he loved her and all that, but she never had a father figure. And, the, like, he was basically her dad. Because, you know, her dad was the Mad King. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, he was the voice of reason. He loved her. Um, but, I here's the thing. Uh, I think, he, had he lived, or had he, they decided to have him live until the last episode, or right before the last episode, it would have been fantastic had she gone completely mad and murdered him. Well, like maybe had she,
1: he had to kill her,
3: like, or no, or had he had he tried to stop, her? like, have like John, if John had to kill her, but John watched him try to stop her, and then knowing that he was incredibly loyal to her, and then have her kill him in a fit of rage, and then he'd be like, it would have made more sense for him to go. She's gone mad.
1: Yeah, she's gone too far.
3: Yeah, kill, killing everybody that loves you. That so, would have been
1: fascinating, actually.
3: Uh, it, or it would have been interesting if he didn't kill her. John went to kill her, but then she collapsed and died because uh, uh, Varys' little girl had finally poisoned her. Yeah. You know, had, had it shown that that he literally was always thinking of the people, and even in death he thought of the people because it, it, remember that there's that scene in the episode, uh, before where previous, he, yeah. Where, where she comes to him, uh, uh, and says she, she's not eating, but like, it's clearly like, he doesn't say he's tried to poison her, but it's clear he tried to poison her. So, and that, and that's where he portrayed her. Like, it, and it's interesting that, uh, what's brought up in this episode is, uh, Sam's like, what about democracy? And they all laugh at him.
1: Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty funny.
3: um, so people have issues. People are going to gripe and pick apart every little thing. Like they shouldn't be here. And is, is how is? Uh, Braun, Although the water bottle
1: was was pretty funny.
3: Yeah, I mean, and like how? <laughs> and you know what they're going to do? They're going to digitally erase it from the release. And they'll oh have, yeah. They'll have a special picture because remember when they had George Bush's head on a spike in the first season, and they ended up having to uh, remove him completely and digitally release it again. Yeah. So, it. It, because they did that. I think I think if the first season of the Blu-ray uh, is worth like three or four hundred bucks uh if you have the original pressing because it has the original George Bush head uh, on the spikes. So they've digitally removed things before, so they're gonna remove it. But then they'll have a special feature where they show it in like a blooper or whatever. Because they, they and the thing here's the thing, I they're like it's so rushed. These episodes took like they had months. movies, they had movie set level like production whereas a tv show is like shot in a week each episode here was shot over two or three weeks there is no way they they missed that that was uh publicity stunt to fuck with people garen fucking to you especially since it happened twice a coffee cup and a water bottle
1: yeah i could see that
3: um and and, because they weren't working with like an inexperienced crew it's the same crew they had been always been working with and it was, wasn't was like it was in the background with an extra. It was with one of the main actors. You're telling me that, like, Jamie and them didn't just, oh, shit, I got a Tim Hortons cup here. You know what I mean? Like, it it, it they that was there just to fuck with the audience, I think. Like, for it, Buzz.
1: Like, I could see that yeah. considering. But then again, I could see them keeping it in if that was the best take that they got. I don't, but you're I don't telling think, me nobody noticed?
3: Yeah, especially since... They go through heavy editing on these shows. like as And far script as phone- supervisors are uh, there on set. Not to mention, this sh- is one of the only shows, I think it's the only show on television right now, that was still filmed on film. That's how they got... like All the outdoor scenes are digital, but all the interior shots are on 35mm, which is why it looks like a fucking high-end movie. Because it actually is on celluloid. So, you're telling me that people running the dailies couldn't see that? So Yeah.
1: I mean... I guess with Game of Thrones, it ended about as well as it could have. It wrapped up 90% of all the plot threads. We find out what happens to King's Landing afterwards. The only question I've seen arise on my Facebook is, did the Dothraki go home or did they take land in the north? I know the Unsullied went to Narth. Um, The Um, Golden Company was wiped out.
3: I have a feeling that the... uh, Well, no, no, they show... um, they show King's Landing and uh, is it King's Landing that has the Dothraki are just living there? It, it, they've, it looks like um, they've assimilated in maybe. Yeah, because it, well, it shows them walking through and they're like bartering and stuff. It looks like, yeah, they're, they're on the docks just hanging out and like going through the market and stuff. And like they're just intermixing. So basically King's Landing has now become like like Rome or, uh, uh, or Athens. It's become like a trade hub with everybody. So, yeah,
1: I was kind of wondering about that because I know Dothraki don't like ships. So, so I, I have a I feeling.
3: I have a feeling they stayed and will probably be, be integrated into the the army. I mean, they they're they're going to be pissed and, and shit, right? But they they're also a superstitious bunch, so mm-hmm. uh, they might actually follow the Three Eyed Raven. So, yeah, also interesting. If you didn't read the books, I was reading about little things here and there. Uh, they're talking about oh how. Uh, his reign and and all this, and and, what happens after him? He's not going to have any kids or whatever, right? Uh, The three-eyed raven lives for a thousand fucking years before he has to transfer his powers over. So he could literally live till there's no more men.
1: Yeah, and he's... And they openly said, even if he doesn't have children, the council will now choose among the the great houses, they'll choose a new king. So it's a form of democracy anyway.
3: Yeah, it's it's become... um, uh,
1: Theocracy? I don't know.
3: Or like, a, like you know, you have a monopoly and then there's an oligarchy? Where yeah. It's like, it's like that. They choose amongst the elite. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is a slowly transitioning form into going away from a monarchy.
1: But I'd say I was pretty happy with it, but it didn't give me goosebumps. And I wanted goosebumps. Yeah. Uh,
3: I I was... The only things I was disappointed with were how fast the fights went in the last two episodes. Um, I was surprised how quickly Daenerys died. Yeah, I thought that would have been um, like I like half
1: the episode.
3: The most disappointing death in the entire show is probably Cersei. Ja-
1: yes, yes, Cersei and Jamie. I expected they get, more. They
3: crushed. I. I was hoping. Uh, A dagger in the gut. Well, it wasn't. Wouldn't be Jamie doing it, but I was hoping that. Um, like somebody from their past that we had forgotten about was going to come into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I I don't know. I'm trying to think somebody else they would have crossed or, or something that would have just come and been like, fuck you.
1: Hot Sandy, Sandy. pie comes back. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, or uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else was there, who else was left. Um, I, I, I was kind of hoping that... Actually, I was kind of hoping that it, it would have been... Uh, it would have been
1: Gendry or someone.
3: No, Arya.
1: Yeah, Arya some... would have been a choice for me because of her no, death list.
3: Yeah, Gen- no, Gendry would have been perfect because when he, if he, like, if he had found out that she basically killed his father, mm-hmm. you know, like by by he was hit by the boar, but then she basically let him die, mm-hmm. take power. Like, I would have figured something like that, or or even something random like. What if she had been um was running away and then she was stoned uh, stoned or killed by the townspeople that were fleeing?
1: Yeah. Or maybe she stands up to like Drogon and says you don't have the balls to do it, then gets roasted well, or something well, like ultimately,
3: that. Ultimately she's a coward. She's arrogant, but yeah. a coward. So I, I The babe there's been enough baby killing in it and that so that it, it wouldn't have worked, but like it or, was surprisingly to...
1: heartfelt, though, when her and Jamie died, when she's like, don't let us die, Jamie.
3: It would have been interesting if they had made it to the boat, got out in the boat, and then the boat started sinking when they were in the middle of the ocean.
1: And there's nothing that they can do. Yeah, and that, they, they, that they they would just, have been they, interesting. They
3: just drowned at sea together. That would have been more interesting. Uh, as as far as other major deaths, uh, the Hound was, that was the best one of that, that episode. Like and the, uh, the
1: zombie mountain who just wouldn't goddamn die.
3: Yeah. And he's just like, fuck it. And then <laughs> <laughs> knocks him up, like 300 fucking feet. Well, and the, uh, the, the as far as lingering issues I have, not issues, mm-hmm. but like things that they didn't close up. Obviously, Arya's going west, which uh, I was reading uh, in the books, they mention nobody's ever come back from because there's like a fucking abyss or something out there.
1: Yeah, they um, don't know what's out there. Yeah. Like there,
3: there's been two cartographers or whatever that have gone out there that were very famous and they never came back. Um, and so either there's nothing out there, there's horrible deaths or there's another world there, or, or the, it's fucking fantastic and nobody wants to leave. So there could be many different things out there, but it's probably something horrible. Uh, as far as the North, uh, John going North, it looks like he leaves the watch because yeah, it looks
1: like he goes back to join the wildlings because
3: like what, or he's, on, he's
1: first ranger or something. No, he's the new, he's the thousandth commander of the, the night's watch. Well, he, so he takes over again.
3: He does, but then he leaves them. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe they're going searching because did you notice that... Um, the, the, the little plant that came up? It's starting to go green. So, like, is the, the magic starting to wane from up there? Like, is this show about the death of magic? Or uh,
1: the long night's over because the Night King's gone. And that's something that kind of pissed me off about this season. The Night yeah. King was just... That was resolved
3: in one episode. Well, also, I, I have a feeling what we're going to get is either a book or we're going to get more shows about, like the lore is hasn't been mined nearly enough uh whereas shows like stargate would go into the lore like super deep over the course of their 10 seasons mm-hmm. uh this was just surface level enough to keep you interested but then didn't really go into it like who was the night king what was the point of the night king what was the point of the three-eyed raven well, like yes he holds all all of our our collective knowledge what was the fucking point of him going like blind and then flying around as birds during the big battle like in episode three and the the actor just said oh he was just flying around and it's like no no what was the point of that he looked like he was going to take something over or look for something so something happened like why would you bother doing that he's like oh he so he could he could see what was happening in the battle yeah but he didn't relay anything it it, it didn't do anything good so i I feel like that's in the book probably and they didn't know how to interpret what was going to happen because the book's not finished yet Mm -hmm. um they, they they also didn't do a good job of uh, explaining two of the most powerful deities in the world. Uh, one is the god of death that uh, that Arya was basically training under with the uh, the faceless men. Yeah, she so, like she sees that like that plot line goes fucking nowhere after she escapes. Right, like in was it two seasons ago? Yeah, um, so like not to mention when she sees Melisandre, Melisandre can sense that she's uh basically an agent of the god of death she mentions it so like obviously she has had she has some sort of mystical connection to the god of death and remember how her her fencing trainer guy uh, disappeared you know it was assumed he was killed in like season one or two yeah uh, and then similarly there was the the man that could change faces that that Brought her to the uh, the Faceless Men to to train and all that shit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fucking die either. And there's a whole league of assassins that are fucking out there. Where are they during all this when the world's going to end?
1: Well, there was a video I saw. There was somebody who read the books and deep-dived the series and kind of revealed what the Faceless Men do and their place in the world sort of thing. Like... The guy who trained Arya did try to kill her. That's why he sent that little girl after her.
3: Yeah, because she didn't want to go all the way in.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she abandoned it. Yeah, once she accomplished the power, she fucked off. Because
3: you're supposed to lose your own face and personality.
1: Exactly. You're supposed to take contracts that the House of Black and White deems worthy. And the contracts can choose unique payment systems, too. And... Hell, I'd like to to see a series about that.
3: The God of Death. What about the fucking Lord of Light? Yeah, that was just kind of dropped off in uh, the middle of nothing. It was hinted that the Lord of Light is basically like the Christian God, because it's the one God you're supposed to worship, not one of them. Like, the God of Death is one of the old gods. Yeah. So one of the old ancient titans or whatever the fuck it is that deal with the tree that's connected to the the Three-Eyed Raven. But the Lord of Light is apparently a separate entity, not connected, and it's not a demon. It obviously wanted men to prevail, so it's supposed to be some sort of, I think, like a Christian god or a Judeo-Christian sort of type thing-ish. But uh, I think so, yeah. Its influence is seen, but it's never really explained what the purpose was because, like, it was it there to just help the Three-Eyed Raven, even though the Three-Eyed Raven is connect not connected to it. Like, I, I figured the the Lord of Light was basically like an arch enemy of, you know, the Night King, like the God of, or even of the God of Death, because it's like, you know, fire and light versus uh, darkness and death or whatever, but no, they don't go into that. They leave it open. So I think uh, there's a lot that could be explored, and uh, this isn't the case of of, like, oh God, we have to have everything explained and and the writers don't want you to know because there needs to be some mystery in the world. No, they they didn't explain enough. It doesn't have to be explained fully, but there needs to be a little more lore than what they gave. But those are little gripes. Other than that, and other than like the pacing issue of it being sped up a bit, I honestly thought this was a fitting end.
1: Yeah, like I said, it ended about as well as it possibly could have. And that's ultimately what I wanted. A satisfying ending. I didn't get goosebumps, but I'm not upset either. I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10.
3: Yeah, now you just got to get into Westworld, which is their, you know, it's already in its third season coming up. And it's sort of the replacement or the, it was the companion show to it. Yeah, there's
1: Westworld and Watchmen.
3: Yeah, but Westworld. There's going
1: to be a bunch of good stuff on HBO come this fall.
3: Well, Westworld's fantastic. I think if you haven't seen it yet, it's something you've got to get into. The first couple episodes are very cyclical in that they show the pattern of the um of the the Westworld. Like the robots basically follow the same pattern every day. So you're starting to get to know who they are and, and everything. And then it it really it blows the original movie and original TV show way out of the water. It's basically the same type of storytelling that Game of Thrones is with mm-hmm. the the multifaceted but it's like a western sci fi. So Definitely worth checking out, and that's probably where they're hoping that a lot of viewers go to. That the Watchmen, uh, they have another one. Um, what's the other big one they have coming out this year? Chernobyl. Chernobyl's the but mini that's airing right have. now. That's the miniseries they have. Uh, they have Watchmen, and they have. I think there's one other property coming out that's really big, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But yeah, like they're they're trying to fill the slate because you know. You've got Amazon has the uh, the Wheel of Time series still in development. I think it just cast its director finally. Mm-hmm. And isn't Amazon also funding that giant billion dollar Lord of the Rings?
1: Yes, they are.
3: And I I just don't know. If, I don't know if there's going to be interest in the Lord of the Rings one. Uh, Wheel of Time it, maybe. It's
1: got a lot to live up to, especially now it has it has to compare against the Peter Jackson stuff. Yeah, and it's going to be inevitably compared to Game of Thrones. So it's got to bring more than it's a game. A plus rank. Like it's I would have bring. figured,
3: it would have been better if they had just invested the money in Wheel of Time because that series is more in depth and complete <laughs> than <laughs> uh, uh, than Lord of the Rings and and Game of Thrones. So, yeah, interesting times ahead.
1: Interesting times in television, to be sure. So once again, we hope you've enjoyed this kind of midweek special, us kind of catching up on the big things that have happened in television. Once again, we will be resuming our regular programming here on the site. Uh, again, stay tuned for uh, new episodes of Turtle Treasure. We'll have more Twig episodes. We should have a prototype, uh, hopefully, uh, very early June. As you guys know, E3 is coming up in just a little over... Two weeks, so we'll be looking forward to that. As that takes place in Los Angeles, we'll be covering all the major conferences every day with a little bit of uh, something every day. So, be looking forward to our analysis of that. As uh, always, I'll be doing guest spots on Nerds of the Third Power, where I'm constantly, I'm basically, I'm basically a host over there now. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not guest based, anymore. No. I
3: was going to say, and we we syndicate that show usually a day or two after it, it drops. So, if you don't have them, you can get it on our site too.
1: Exactly, or you can listen to it on YouTube if that's more your jam. So anyway, for This Week in Geek, we have been... Alex. I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd, saying live for your diehard, and as always, be cool, be kind, be careful. We'll catch you again next time right here on thisweekingeek.net.
2: Okay, son, now you're starting to scare the viewers.
0: Just act normal. I'd ask you to do the same, but I'm afraid that ship has sailed.
1: Why are there so many ostriches?
0: But you have a game that is dipped in a f-
1: ha
3: <laughs> Ropy, thick window caulking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we'll be right back right here on This Week in Geek, only on thisweekingeek.net and many other sites where I syndicate this crap because I'm a media slut. <laughs> I like turtles.
3: Loose like your mom. That's right.
1: No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to?
3: Me, lucky tater tots. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net for more geek content. And subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net. And comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can call our voicemail live at 817-717-7202. Follow and message us on Twitter at ThisWeekInGeek. And check out our Instagram at twig underscore official underscore podcast. And if you're the good old-fashioned email type, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll see you next time. And remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. (laughs)
1: <laughs> red rocket, red rocket <laughs> Come on <laughs> Carmen, what the hell are you doing? I'm milking the dog. they make dog milk No, they don't <laughs> Yeah, just hold on a minute, the fifth grader showed us how to do it Red rocket, come on dog, red rocket <laughs> Oh, cool, that's awesome
2: Every day, we rise Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in At U.S. Border Patrol Protecting our borders is more than a job It's a calling Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
0: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do